listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Good morning to you. Hey, when does it allow you to bring on another host? Uh, I don't know. It says it now. If Pastor Rodney jumps on, bring him on. Yeah, go okay. Hi, Teddy. Hey, Camila. How you doing? I'm doing good. Are you having fun? Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Call, call Teddy that old Scottish insult you learned. Um, monster bank. Yeah, go ahead, tell him. Monster bank, you monster bank. <laughs> what does that mean? When Sean Connery or when um Daryl Hammond's playing Sean Connery on Celebrity Jeopardy on, the, uh, on Saturday Night Live, he says the Oxter Beck, "Oh, you monster bank," which I'd never. <laughs> I just thought he like made up a word, but I looked it up, and it's like an old English insult. It means someone who <laughs> who cleverly cons people out of money because, <laughs> because on Celebrity Jeopardy, um, Sean Connery was in the hole like minus eight. He was like minus eight hundred from incorrectly answering questions, <laughs> and he goes, "I will not pay this fine, Trebek. It's unjust." And now it's Trebek's like. <laughs> Will Ferrell as Alex Trebek's like, it's you don't have to pay any of your own money. This is for charity. And he goes, All right, then you Montebank. <laughs> hey, Pastor Rodney. Gentlemen, how are you this morning? <laughs> wonderful. What a wonderful day it is to be alive. I actually was just filming out, I went on to the Instagram live and, um, I went down to go see, and you know, they just delivered a donkey here for me because my, my cattle, what a donkey does when the when the babies are dropped, the donkey will kick the coyotes in the head. So I went out, and I tried to call the donkey over, and he wouldn't come. And, and so I told everybody, you know, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice, the voice of a stranger, and I'll follow. But my ass doesn't know my voice. <laughs> so I tried to say I said to him, get your ass over here. <laughs> he, 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 I started to laugh. I was like, oh, my God. But, you know, here's the crazy thing in America. Like the word as, as, as everybody thinks of written, but that's the word ours, A-R-S-E. So the, the ass is a donkey and ours is your written. But you, when you read King James Version, when it said, you know, she got off her ass. <laughs> it's like she actually climbed off a donkey in America. She got off her ass. She got off the couch, you know. So <laughs> it's a whole play on words, which is stupid and totally ridiculous, you know, but that's where we are. Hey, on that note, when I was in second grade, I had a basketball game. And my, my, my uh, second grade teacher at Christian school, her husband was the coach. So she was at the game and she br- breeded dogs which I didn't know. So she was talking to my parents about getting a dog and I was standing there and she's just casually saying like, we had like eight bitches last week and we're expecting like <laughs> four more bitches. 
And I just had like my mouth open, looking up at my dad or mom, waiting for them to like yell at her for using <laughs> for using that kind of language. I was like, I've never heard my Christian school teacher talk like. Boy, she different on the weekends. Yeah, yeah, I know. Words, words are crazy. I was talking about when I was in Finland preaching through an interpreter. By the end of the week, I have to come home and just pray for my brain to get cleared because a lot of the Finnish words sound like you're cussing. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. that. Oh my gosh, like I'm serious, like you're busy preaching and the guys, blah, blah, blah. and then I don't even want to imitate some of the sounds. And, and I was just like, okay, Lord, I'm staying the Holy Ghost here. You want to turn around and tell the interpreter, clean your mouth out for a second, you know? But no, it's true because in Finnish, there's a lot of F's and a lot of K's, like double. Oh, yeah, K's. yeah, 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 yeah. You know what's crazy too is like in uh, t- Dr. Rodney, tell him about in South Africa, like it's so different than America where, uh, you know, there's the, you know, what is it? People don't want to be called black. Is that what it is? Yeah. Colored, colored is a term, is like the term. Yeah, colored is a term. It's like a correct term. have called. No, no, no. So you have the black South Africans, then you have the colored South Africans. Now, that's not a racial term. That They actually are. They want to be called colored. Yes. Pardon? They want America, to be called colored. Yeah. In America, you can't do that. You know? Right. So that was actually the whole thing about Obama's uh, certificate was not that he was born in Kenya. He was actually born in Hawaii. But the thing of the certificate, it actually said, it did not say African-American, born in 1961, said colored. And they, that's, that was one of the things of the original birth certificate that was changed. So, um, you know, of course, America at that time in the 60s, you can imagine, had that whole, uh, you know, racial thing which is still there today it's just a matter of semantics of playing with words of you know what what's black white red yellow whatever but there's all there's every shade in between i mean i've got like two percent two and a half percent african blood in me from yeah. east africa so you know but they were telling me like if you were in south africa if you call like the people that want to be called colored like if you called them black they'd be well, offended well it's oh no what? no you can't no they will be highly offended you know yeah, bl- black's black. Colored is mixed, like brown, and then and then white yeah, is but, white. But but the colored people of Southern Africa go right back to the Bushmen or the Khoisan, which is the original people of Southern Africa. I see. And so yeah, so you got the kings. There's five kings. I've met with the kings. I've met three of the kings of the wow. Khoisan, the Bushmen. Yeah, K H O I S A N Khoisan. Or the sand people. So, um, you know, and uh, they've been disenfranchised. Like, they they have no rights. They, I mean, even the black South African government give them no rights. Oh, really? Oh, no. You talk about a disenfranchised group of people. This is ridiculous. They, they, they had all their land taken away from them. That's where the Kimberley Diamond Mines come from and all the gold and everything actually was their land and it was taken away from them they some of the richest people in southern africa but now the the south african government that you know obviously after apartheid uh fell which apartheid's still there it's just it's not now white it's 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 reverse it's you know racial hatred is there no matter who you have i mean i take around the world 85 countries north and south korea you've got 
Korea and Japan, you got Japan and China, China and India, India, Pakistan. Go go try to get on the Pakistani border with India and see the racial tension between the Indians and the Pakistanis. You've never seen racism. I've had pastors in my back room, Pakistanis and Indians, and they don't want to talk to each other. Right, man. And they're pastors. So racial problems are all over the world. And they've got nothing to do with white and black. This has got to do with people from different tribes, tongues, and they and there's a differentiation. And so everybody tries to make it a white thing. I got news for you, newsflash. The whole world's not white. Right. I'll tell you this, where I grew up in West Virginia, there were places that like you could drive through that like if you weren't born there, you didn't even stop through. You right. Know what I mean, like regardless of what color you yeah, it was white people that didn't want other white people if you weren't from that area in there. No, I know. Yeah, but see, so, that's yeah. the background. We're from West Virginia, so racism doesn't really make sense because we just don't like anyone regardless of color. Yeah. <laughs> if you yeah, weren't born more... five minutes from my house, don't come over. <laughs> yeah, but that's probably more Polish, 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 uh, West Virginian, Pennsylvanian type attitude. Must be. It's an interesting group of people. Yeah, no the people doubt. from Deliverance that need Deliverance. Bro, the- you go back. You go back in the bayous of Louisiana. There's places there they don't want you around. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That that kind of a feel. Yeah. You literally hear dueling banjos playing. <laughs> it, well, you, if you get out, which I know you've preached in rural West Virginia, it it gets like that in rural West Virginia. Yeah, if you, if you get like away from Morgantown and and uh, Fairmont and Clarksburg and all those other places, how's the tent meeting going in North Carolina? It's going great. Uh, last night was the the biggest crowd of the week, and uh, you you, know, great. you preached right. Yep, great altar call last night. Laid hands on, on everybody anointed with oil. Um, crippled people healed. Uh, last night, a bunch of deaf people healed. It, it was a great meeting. And that's, yeah, the, that's in where? Raleigh, North Carolina. So it's been it's been really great, and um, we've had a bunch of pastors supportive, and we uh, we've had pastors even travel in from like out of town, and it's it's just been a really great meeting. That's awesome. And then you got. Canada Days tomorrow uh, at the river, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, tomorrow night, we are live across Canada. Daystar, bless their hearts, gave us 90 minutes live. I mean, I know they stretched themselves to do it. It was I mean, huge. 90 minutes yeah. they squeezed out for us. So, um, but I've invited Dr. Bill Prankett, who's one of the top evangelists out of Canada. So he, I'm, I'm doing the preliminaries. Uh, you know, I've got an hour and a half before I hand over to him. Um, I've got uh, um, Arthur Pulowski. I'm going to let him speak for 20 minutes during my segment. And I uh, told him you only got 20 minutes. I don't have the little people with me, but I've got a giant that will carry you off the platform. And then um, I'm going to receive the offering. I've got Octavia is going to sing the O Canada, the national anthem O Canada in English and French. Uh, wow. Right at nine at at, at um, eight thirty, and then I hand over to Doctor Prankett, and he goes for it flat out with a special message to Canada. That's awesome. 
Yeah, that'll be great. What's the story up there? Are they locking it all down again? I mean, I know they never really were on. No, the box, no, they're like they they did lock down again, but but um, <laughs> Saskatchewan announced they're open as of July 11th. They're going to. But Alberta, Alberta is opening in total totality. Alberta, yeah. Alberta. So, so Saskatchewan and Alberta, and then it's going to. Yeah. Basically, Saskatchewan and Alberta are going to be the Florida and Texas of. Canada, and then it, it, it'll put the pressure on the, you know, same thing has happened here. It's hard to keep your whole nation locked down when when one state over, one province over, there's bars packed four people deep and everybody's out on the lake. You know what I mean? It, it just, yeah. it's, it's kind of like the beginning of the end. Right. Yeah, now they were saying, I saw today actually here on Stereo, I guess that's a new feature where they like uh, show you like news headlines or like topical headlines that you can start a talk about. I saw that. Um, but one of the things that I saw, cause I know the CDC was pushing real hard in the WHO for the Delta variant. But now I saw on the, on the headline today that the CDC said that nobody who's vaccinated needs to worry about the Delta variant. Wow. That's big that they did that. Yeah. It said it on the headline this morning. Cause so. that's what they were using to push to lock everybody down. I know. If, if you study that Delta variant, I saw I saw a tweet. It said the Delta variant has a new name, the Sniffles. Yeah, because I've it, seen that. it's not it's not like it's it's contagious. But I I'm talking like on BBC, their main headline was like um, top two symptoms of the Delta variant: uh, hoarseness in the throat and a and a slight runny nose. So yeah. like you're you're locking down countries for the Sniffles. Yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. Well, I mean, that just like makes it uh, irrelevant then because obviously they can't ask you if you're vaccinated anyway. So there's nothing they can do at this point. But having said that, until it's until they get a handle on it, Camila's got two masks on. I'm actually doing this broadcast with you guys with a mask and a face shield in my hotel room by myself. Just to set a good example. Here's Marcy. Yeah, we just found out that um, British Columbia is going to open on July 1st as well. Like, they're dropping the mask mandates, dropping all the restrictions. So now that's now that's three provinces. Wow. Praise the Lord. Yeah, that's great. It's, it's over. It is over. And we're yeah. going to roll. The, we're going to roll. I know Alabama's roll tide. We're going to roll this tide of wickedness back. Yeah, it's ridiculous. What's the story? Uh, what are they doing in South Africa? Because I heard it's like another another thing, like another lockdown. Uh, oh, it's gone totally berserk over there. Nuts. Nuts. Fully locked down again? Or did they ever come undone? Yeah, they've gone back to stage four. Yeah, the very harsh lockdown. And they even, they, they stiffened it, where now it's not like you're just... They used to have a mandate, you know, where you couldn't have a church service or attend church. Now they've made it a criminal offense, a felony to hold a church service or to attend. So if you have church, like the pastor gets arrested and anyone that that comes gets arrested or, or fined heavily. They just changed that. Jeez. Yep. And it's like unbelievable that there's like still. You know, I know I know there's obviously crooked things behind the scenes, but like. It's it's crazy. There's countries that are still like at that level. Yeah, for for nothing. I know it. The thing that upsets me is is when you like read that headline 
and then you read the comments underneath, which of course Twitter pushes the the, the liberal comments to the top. But yeah, to to read like a plethora of comments from Christians, you know, like if everyone would just follow the restrictions, we we wouldn't be in this situation. For, like I saw a clip this morning on Cauldron Pool that in Australia. This lady was on a train by herself with no mask on. She said she had an exemption. And two police officers came and, and wanted her information. And she's like, I'm not giving you my details. I know my rights. So they took her back. The guy just like grabbed her book bag and walked off the train and wouldn't give it back unless she gave her her personal details, which is illegal, you know? Yeah. Where was this? Australia. And then you read the comments underneath and everyone's like, why, does, why didn't she just listen to them? You know, it's like people, they must yeah. have just not taught history for the last 20 years or something. They didn't. There is one dumb bunch of people on the planet now. Yeah, they absolutely didn't. You know, it's 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 uh, like I was mocking it last night while I was preaching. Like, you've got several people under the tent, like masked up outside under the tent. I was like, because I, I talked about Jeremiah 17, 5, whereas I was like, you know, there's people that have so put their trust in men that it doesn't matter that the men have been like proven to be liars. It's like, you're, you're, you're already still so got your trust. So in men that you're doing stuff that doesn't even make sense. I said, you know, the Fauci emails were made public. He told people personally masks don't work and you've still got people, Christians sitting around in masks. It's like outside. Like, you know, you, you've put your trust in men to the point that, like, even when you found out they were lying, you don't care. You still believe them. It is it is about putting your trust in men, for sure. You, you can you can see how, how the world is ready to receive the Antichrist. They want a government leader to tell them everything's going to be all right. I'm going to take care of your money. I'm going to take care of your health. Stupid. Hey, a, I just got this headline. I, I tweeted this. This is California bans travel to Florida and four other states. California adds far more states, including Florida, the list of places where state-funded travel is banned because of laws that discriminate against members of the LGBTQ community. The state attorney general announced Monday. Democratic Attorney General Rob Bonta added Florida, Arkansas, Montana, North Dakota, West Virginia to list of now 17 states where state employees travel forbidden except under limited circumstances. Wow, that's you know, great news. Except if they're running crack cocaine or human trafficking or doing any other form of wickedness that they're all involved yeah. in. Yeah. Let's keep as many Californians out of Texas and Florida as possible. <laughs> here's here's Rocksteady. Thank you for using uh, the word plethora. It's uh means a lot. <laughs> Here's Jennifer. Thankfully, I'm getting smarter listening to you all. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Here's Tyler. Hey, guys, I'm here in Guatemala, and it's crazy, too. They've got people walking around with hazmat suits still on and two masks, three masks, and like 80-something degree weather. And you got to get to get in the mall. You got to have a mask. You got to take your temperature, get some sanitizer. Then you got to do it again in every single store there. It's just crazy. That's nuts. Where was that? Guatemala. Oh. Crazy. Oh, Guatemala. 
Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you, that makes that whole uh, initiative they they ran made me laugh. Don't California my Texas. And then they started it in Florida. Don't New York my Florida. <laughs> and it's true. You know what they found, though? You know how people said when, when California and New York were locked down that and then the people were moving out of those states to Texas and Florida. Uh-huh. So that, so like they were, they were afraid, like you said, that it was going to make those states vote more liberal. Right. It didn't work that way because think about it. The people that have had enough with mask mandates and lockdowns enough to move weren't liberals. It, it was it was conservatives moving out of New York and, and California. It actually makes the states more conservative. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's ridiculous. Although, although, let me flip this thing on you a little bit, yeah. Okay. Oh. Scott Adams just replied to me. He did? You can give me some scientists and doctors agree with almost anything. Has no meaning. Scott Adams. <laughs> He's still on the mask thing, you know. Yeah. He, He's been pro-mask since day one. No, no, because he said, yeah, a sincere question. No, Charlie, if you're confident science shows masks don't work, whatever, for saying down COVID. So I said, not true. We have scientists and doctors agree with us. Many, they're all scientists at the platform. So then he says, you can get some scientists and doctors agree with almost anything. has no meaning. So what I say, okay, uh, you win. Yeah, it's like. If that's the case, then why believe any doctors or any scientists? Well, the way people state and question stuff about masks is faulty because it's like him. If you really believe masks don't reduce transmission, well, they do reduce transmission. The The best study that they did that was pro-mask that the CDC and WHO uses is that they do reduce tr- transmission by 1.1%. So yes, they do. Is it worth? Is I'll it worth getting chances. in fist fights o- o- over and like tasing people for not wearing a mask that reduces? So if you had a hundred percent chance of getting it with a mask, you now have a ninety-nine percent chance. Yeah, I'll take my chances. It do- it doesn't significantly reduce transmission. I like that uh, that nurse that was at the beach that ran across the beach to scream at that lady for not having a mask on without a mask on and then got in her face screaming at her without a mask on. So now she was not only unmasked, they were not socially distanced. I replied, I, I replied to Scott Adams. Okay. You win mask up. I said, I love you. Keep up the good work. Love watching you. Yeah, that's a good response. And that's how I feel because like, I'm not going to make enemies over one thing. Like if somebody's pro freedom, but we don't see eye to eye on whatever, as long as you're, you're pro-freedom. What was the thing that you said you were going to flip it on us before Scott Adams replied to you? Okay, so when you say, okay, so yeah, what I'm going to flip. Because this is what the communist bastards do, okay? Mm-hmm. So what they do is they create a situation where back home is these draconian measures while they fly somewhere else to enjoy everybody else's freedom while keeping their own people under thing. That's what they've done. They did it in South Africa. They've done it, uh, they did it in Cuba. They've done it 
uh, even, okay, so I'll, I'll show you, I'll give you an example. So here's a classic example. So in Saudi Arabia, you have the very strictest Islamic rules. Bahrain, which is an independent country, but it's really controlled by Saudi Arabia, is like what you call a different realm. So in, in, in Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, you can get no alcohol, no prostitution, no gambling, no nothing, whatever. But in Bahrain, they can have anything they want. So on the weekends, all the 100,000 people fly into Bahrain. On the planes, they're pulling off the burqas, they're pulling off everything they go into. They go into uh, Bahrain, they eat pork, they gamble, prostitution, whatever. And then Monday, they fly back to go back under all their thing. And there's always these areas. You take China, China had Hong Kong, and China had Macau, which is the Portuguese side of um, China. These were both kind of free zones where people could go do whatever they want to do. And so they always have these places where their own country, but yet the world leaders are going somewhere else and they're busy doing what, whatever. So right. what I've found, if you go down Lauderdale area, you go down Naples, Fort Myers, you've got billionaires, millionaires that have voted. And some of these are from the Jewish uh, communities or whatever. Their own uh, place in New England is shot to pieces, shot to hell and back. But they're down here eating freely, playing golf at a country club, and they snowboard. So they fly backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. They all voted for Biden, but here they are enjoying the freedom of a state where we fought to keep our freedom. So that's the other side of the whole nonsense thing. Who did that? Didn't the guy in Chicago do that when the lockdowns were real heavy and got like slammed sure. for it? Sure. Even even uh, we, who was the governor of um, Michigan? Was it North Dakota? Michigan. The that, that, that's the one I was thinking of. Michigan, yeah. North Dakota. How about the guy, uh, the governor of, it was either the mayor, no, it was the governor of Colorado, did a a broadcast telling people not to celebrate Thanksgiving, it's not safe to travel, finished the broadcast and got on a plane and went to, to Yeah, that's Florida. the story I was thinking of right there. Yeah. yeah that's the kind of stuff, like crazy. De- De- Deborah Burks did the same thing. Remember, that's why she had to resign. Because she told everybody, don't travel for Thanksgiving. I know it's going to be difficult that we can't see our family. And then went, went to Rhode Island at a 30-person family gather. Yeah. The scarf queen, old piranha teeth. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, there's people in the church world that play the same thing. They play the exact same thing. I sure. was talking about this last week. Apparently, uh, there was 100 couples that all met in... Um, uh, they all met in West Palm Beach. Top leaders, Brian Newsom was there, Jensen Franklin, uh, couples, and they brought their families. And, of course, Dr. Rabert told me about it because he was invited at the last minute. And um, he said they were playing golf and meeting strategically. And they were all, te- you know, everybody's up there telling the people to get the churches vaccinated as soon as possible, you know. And I love all these people. I think Jensen's a great guy, but he's telling everybody to get everybody vaccinated so the church can open and all this kind of stuff and i mean you had andy stanley's kids and every or who's who in the whatever zoo was there which obviously i'm not included in that fortunately which i couldn't have gone anyway because i'm busy and they wouldn't want me there anyway because i'd be calling them on the table but 
which is fine. I'm not bitter or sour grapes or anything. I just know I'm not included in that clan, which is okay. I'm not, I'm not looking to be included in the clan. And even if they had invited me, I couldn't have gone. What, what am I going to do? We sit there, be quiet while everybody's get up pushing vaccines and moss. So who, get who, up and say, who was leading the meeting? Um, I don't know. There's a special name for the group. I can't remember what the name is. It's some international thing. But Brian Houston actually must have flown in from Australia, which I don't even know how he got in from Australia, but he was there, which I love, Brian. I, uh, I think all these people are great people. I just think people uh, are fed so much misinformation. Uh, you know, it's like somebody, you know, said uh, most people are like a mushroom. They're kept in the dark and fed BS. So, um, you know, they, 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 they got people around them and lawyers and attorneys and, and doctors around them telling them, look, you need to do this. If you don't do this, you can be responsible for the death of your people. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, uh, everybody that is taking the experimental biologic uh, will be they're going to be susceptible and they'll be dead within two to seven years because that was all part of the thing anyway to drive people to experimental biologic that was the whole plan because it's all about depopulation it's all about agenda 2030 it's all about what got what gates said he said the world's overpopulated but with the Chris correct uh, shots we can cure all that <laughs> so, I mean, I've got him in his own words. I mean, I'm not making this stuff up. Why do you think, I mean, obviously, I know, John, you do stuff on Check the News or whatever. Do you think people just don't want to hear that stuff? Or do you think that's just like, it's, I mean, because it's not like they don't say it publicly. So, like, why do you think more people don't know about it? I think people, personally, I think, just talking about America. I think most people are on drugs, legal or illegal. And so they're, I think it makes your brain soft. So if you're on like, I'm sure this is going to make me a ton of friends, but like if you're on antidepressants, just stuff that messes with your mind, I just feel like people are in a fog, whether it's antidepressants, marijuana, whatever. And I feel like people don't, don't look at that stuff. They, they know about, Kim Kardashian's getting a divorce or like that um, the season finale of whatever the mass singers on, I, I think they live in a haze and then they just hear a little background noise about like what's going on. But for them, you know, you just, they don't, they don't, they don't listen to stuff like this or check the news or, or whatever. They, they just have on regular TV telling them, do your part, wear a mask. I don't, I don't think it's a matter of thinking. Uh, you know, I think when, we, when you ask a question like that, it's like in the ministry. You realize at some point it's a waste of time to analyze to why someone made a certain decision because you start realizing people don't have a thought process. People just, you know, it's like, why would that guy cheat on his wife? It's like there was no thought that went into it. So it's like that with the masks and stuff. It's like, do your part, wear a mask. So they hear that and they just do it. They're, they're like <laughs> lab monkeys. You know what I mean? They, they don't yep. think for themselves. They're like, no, well, that's your opinion. You listen to how people talk about the CDC, even in churches. You'd think the CDC was like some infallible group of people 
that has everybody's best interest at heart. It's like, well, the CDC says that we don't have to wear masks at church. Like, have you ever thought that they're they're just like they're an organization of very flawed people who have made one terrible decision after another, but there there's no critical thought. And you can get yeah. into that how they've taken they took critical thinking out of school, you know, and analyzing situations and coming up come you know, developing why you feel the way you feel and backing it up with reasons. Yeah. And the, I mean, like, if you look at everything that's going on now, even like this platform we're on, which you know, they've taken they're trying to take away anyone's ability to have a critical conversation correct because if it goes against the narrative obviously they're not going to uh allow you on the platform or ban you or give you a uh you know a timeout or whatever because they don't want there to be critical thinking you know i just it's um, narrative or nothing you take like like our dads ted or like you dr odney i don't know there's like this sharpness in certain people's eyes where they're like thinkers and, and sharp. And you, you just look like me walking through the hotel I'm staying at today. It's just, people just look like doped up. Like they have like no expression on their face. And they're just like, you know, I don't think any thought goes into anything. It's like, I'm hungry. Let's go get, look, let's go get food. I'm tired. Let's go to sleep. They just are like, uh, I don't know. It's like, you're just like a Zom- zombie. Yeah. And you're just, you just react to like, that you're hungry or tired or you want to get high or you want to have sex. So you're just just like an animal in, in genes. Right. Yeah, it's true. And you know, one of the things that's extremely dangerous is that like the, you know, when you, you know, the, obviously the number one tool that anyone has for freedom is the, is the ability to speak freely. You know, that's what Jordan Peterson was, was dealing with up in, um, up in Canada when the, when Ontario was, was trying to pass, uh, what was it? Bill R 16 or whatever, where they were mandating, uh, uh, forced speech to use, uh, preferred pronouns for transgender people. And when he was attending that meeting and he was, he was talking about, you know, and he's not even a Christian, you know, he's like, you know, just, yeah, for those Canadian. Don't know, no, yeah, he's just, he's just a clinical psychologist with tenure at the university of Toronto. But like, you know, he was there saying like how ridiculous it is for them to try to pass bills like that in, in the history of English common law, there's never been a, a law that forced speech. And what, what people don't realize is because like there's dumb people that would be like, well, there's always been things you can't say. It's like there's a difference between not being able to say something. Difference between that. You cut. You, what we're doing. You you cut out. I was saying there's a big difference between. Uh, Ted. What happened? Ted, did you exhaust your free nights and weekends minutes? No. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I said there's a big difference between uh, not being able to say something and being forced to say something. Correct. And that's the battle that he was uh, standing for. It's like the moment you take away free speech, 
you know, then you don't have the ability to have freedom, period, because now no thoughts can be put forward that anything that like goes against the narrative is now criminalized. Right. You know, how are you going to criminal? How are you going to criminalize somebody, somebody for not saying something like, you know, well, you didn't say this. And so you, you, you have hate in your heart and we're going to fine you or put you in jail. Right. Like, like with, with gay pride month, you know, That's it, goes, what I mean. it goes from people being allowed, people should be allowed to do what they want to do in the privacy of their own bedroom. To if you play a sport, you have to wear the rainbow patch on your on your jersey to show you approve of that behavior. You're not allowed to play. Yeah, it's insane. And so that's that's like the, you know, you take that away, and then you know, if you go after guns after that, there's no way for you to even have a recourse if there's that kind of an uprising. I wonder. Like that stuff Biden said. Let me read you something, Dr. Rodney, because the guy that wrote the tweet, I contacted him and asked him if he could find the tweet for me. I should have saved it when I saw it. And he found it. He responded to me. So when when Joe Biden said the thing about, you know, for all these people that think they own guns to protect them against the government, you would have to be able to have F-15s and nuclear bombs. But that's not true. So he wrote this this guy, his name's uh, on Twitter, at CSU Wildcat, Daniel Burr. He's a data analyst. I thought this was interesting. He wrote, the head geezer of a country that used F-15s, F-18s, F-22s, Moabs, Predator, Reaper, Global Hawk drones against rice farmers and goat herders who beat him with the same small arms, light weapons, and improvised devices he says won't work for repelling governments with F-15s. So in other words, like they couldn't, they couldn't take out Al Qaeda. They couldn't take out, they were never able to subdue uh, insurgents in Iraq that had way less firearms. So he continues. Um, they would be facing 90 million gun owners talking about like what Biden's saying. Like, do you really think you owning a gun can protect you against a tyrannical government. They, yes, they would be facing 90 million gun owners, which it's more now, spread across 3.8 square miles of land area. Uh, 3.8 square miles of land area, which is more armed people than all the militaries on Earth combined, times two. It would be such an overwhelming force to have to engage and hold that it's almost comical. Consider, it, consider the following. We lost to 250,000 third grade educated goat herders spread over a country 15 times smaller than the United States. To beat U.S. citizens, they'd have to repel 90 million relatively well-educated combatants spread across 15 times the land area with far better supply and resource access. Mm -hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah. Because they, could, they couldn't do it in Afghanistan. And this is 15 times the land, land mass with 30 times the, the gun owners. Yeah. And what are you going to do? The, he, he's saying he's going to deploy F-15s and nuclear bombs in our own nation. I mean, like, what are you, insane? Well, well the thing is not the nuclear part, because you're not going to nuke a nation that you're trying to control. Right. You, you would have nothing left. But so why even, would he even say it? But, but who, Biden, yeah, because well, yeah. he has dementia. But, but the thing that he said in the beginning – 
forget the nukes, but the F-15s, F-22s, F-18s, and drone strikes, we used all those in Afghanistan and still do. No, sure. Yep. Interesting tweet, huh, how he broke it down? Very. And, I mean, obviously you know that, like, obviously the the 90 million people wouldn't all rally together just like you thought every pastor would rally together. Right, and that's what I was wondering. But it, even, if you, even if you say, you know, because it, it, it's, yeah, if that. It's disheartening to watch that video of when, they, when FEMA came into New Orleans during the hurricane and, like, arrested people on their own property. Do you remember that? No. Yeah, there's a – I hadn't seen it in a while, but somebody, somebody reposted it, that, like, the National Guard came through, and because it was a state of emergency – and it was martial law there. They, if people violated that order to leave their property, they cuffed them and took their guns. But then they, they agreed to let them stay in their house. Although, think about it. They agreed to let them stay in their home. So that's in Louisiana. Of course, it's New Orleans. <laughs> um, people didn't fight. You know, nobody, nobody like, was like, the National Guard's not kicking me off my property and make their stand. You just wonder... You know, when it comes down to it, how many people would be like, you know what? I'm shooting. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. it, I don't. I don't think it'd be half, or I think it'd be like under five percent. Kind of like with the pastors that stayed open. But if it's one percent, what ten percent would be nine million? One percent would be nine hundred thousand. Yeah, I think, it, I think it'd be like that. Oh, for sure. I mean. Well, that's the thing. And then now it's like, you know, just try getting bullets for your guns. Yeah, they're, they're, they're out everywhere, huh? Everywhere. Is it a supply problem or have ammunition manufacturers agreed to make less ammunition or something? Well, I've heard several things. I've heard that, like, one thing I heard, I, don't, I mean, none of this I can obviously back up with, with actual statistic, but, like, one thing I heard was that the uh, the UN bought up millions and millions and millions of rounds, but some of the uh, some of the stuff comes from what I heard from overseas, which is why some of the companies uh, can't get access to uh, elements they need to make the ammunition. But then also, I also heard the third thing was that. Um, you know, they're being paid more to not make ammunition than they are to sell it. Wow. Hey, uh, just so you know, your your uncle left a message here that's uh, you know, Terry at 10.54. Uh, can I pull him in there quickly just for a second? He has one before that, so let's do both of them. Okay. Hey, guys. I don't want to cause any problems or anything, but at the vaccination sites in Virginia... Governor Northern was giving away free hoods as masks. <laughs> here's, here's him again. Guys, I don't want to start any trouble or anything, but I heard that Al-Qaeda is just a dummy corporation of the CIA, so oh, you can talk amongst yourselves, but I think there was a certain flower growing in Afghanistan too that had something to do with a lot of drug stuff. <laughs> you heard right. 
<laughs> All right, let's rattle some off. When I worked in the concrete industry, I used to have to wear a. I wore a military, like a military grade respirator, which is higher than an N95. And when I would take my mask off. Okay, sir. I was in Dominican Republic a few weeks ago, and it is mandatory mask wearing, even when you're walking on the street. Most of the facilities and restaurants are out in the open air, and you're still required to wear a freaking mask when you're ordering your food, when you're eating outside. It's ridiculous. And also, they're being pressured into being vaccinated. Um, Employers are even terminating their jobs if they're not being vaccinated, so it's mandatory. John. When I took my mask off, there was cement dust inside my mask packed up around inside the mask. So the virus is tinier than that. So that's not, they, they don't even work. Your stereo user. Just want to share. My mom is 86 years of age. She'll be 87 in August. She, we took her to the hospital uh, because she was having some symptoms. And uh, we just wanted to make sure she was okay. The doctor told her she had COVID without doing any type of uh, test because we refused the test and just said, hey, just tell us what the symptoms are. Pretend there is no COVID. Couldn't do it. So we left the hospital, brought her home, took care of her for about 23 days, um, made sure she was good. She is driving herself around. She's doing everything she was doing prior to that. She's actually healthier because we got her, Pastor Ankit sent us a... um, like a home remedy type of thing. We got her doing that with like the veggies and stuff and doing her smoothies and back on eating right and eating clean and getting up and walking around. And she's 86. She'll be 87. And the doctor literally told her, you're pretty much going to die if you. Uh, She continues. Also, sorry. It was a long one last time, but adding this bit to it, I was right there in her face. She coughed on me several times. She threw up in my vicinity, not to be graphic. Not once did I develop a symptom. Of course, it's the strong spirit of man that sustains him. However, also, don't believe the hype. Let me tell you, I'm not proud to admit this. But that's very brave that you took care of her like that. But in the height of the pandemic, like in May of 2020, I was so full of fear. Camila sneezed at the dinner table. I slapped her right in the face. No. <laughs> Here's a Jennifer. So... Scott Adams was for masks in the beginning. Now he says no. So he's actually not going to fly until they until they take the mask mandate off of airplanes. Um, so he is definitely for um, not mandating masks at this point. I didn't know that. Here's Andrew. That's everything all the government here in uh, Canada is doing as well. Trudeau did that, the the previous minister of finance, even uh, the premier of uh, of Ontario. He's He's been seen in and out of different places, vacation with his family. Man, it's crazy. Nobody's opened up their eyes to there. Ken. Good morning, guys. This is Ken from Brooksville, Florida. Thank you very much, Pastor Rodney and Pastor Jonathan. Uh Love both of you guys, all three of you as well. Just want to let you know, there's no way my wife and I will ever, as River members, get vaccinated by this nonsense. I'm sorry to hear about Jensen and all the others that are doing things that are unfortunate. As you said, Pastor Rudd, we love them as brothers and sisters in Christ, but 
No way. There's when when I heard Franklin Graham say, "Tell people to get vaccinated," it broke my heart. And uh, again, I thank you for your strong stand, our our pastor, and love you all, guys. Thank you. You're welcome. People stand for freedom differently. Pastor Rodney got arrested, and I made T-shirts about it. And made a fortune. I'm actually doing this <laughs> broadcast from a hotel suite, paid for by mugshot T-shirts. I mean, li- literally paid for. I just gave them like. I gave all the employees a t-shirt on my way in, walked straight to my room. Wow. People have no critical thinking skills anymore. Even when I was going to school in the 90s, or graduated in the 90s, they were just teaching you how to take tests and to pass the state-mandated test. Now, no one knows how to think critical for themselves. Jennifer? Dr. Rodney, what are your thoughts on the Confederate statues being... um, possibly taken from the Capitol. Just wanted to hear your thoughts. Pester on the unavailable. McConnell. Guys, I know you might lose respect for me, but I did actually... First of all, to lose respect, you have to have had respect. Also, um, yeah. I know I know it's early in Hawaii, but you, your messages are so creepy. Because I know you're whispering, like to not wake your family, but it sounds like a phone call you would get from a stalker. But here you yeah, go. From like Guys, a I know you might lose respect for me, but I did actually end up taking the vaccine, and the side effects aren't actually that bad. The only side effects I have is an undying love for Biden and a sudden urge to dye my hair blue. You know what? It's that one of- hey guys, I don't want to cause any problems or anything, but. I was flying to Indonesia and had a stop in Abu Dhabi and uh, was on Emirates. Because then I sat down in my seat and a woman looked across the aisle, had the eyes of a raven. <laughs> of course, you know, the Muslims, the women, they're constantly masked up. But she removed the veil. It was then I saw the face of a horse. with the teeth of a piranha. At that moment, I thought, wouldn't it be good if this was a requirement in many churches that I'd been in? Good good point. You know, when you you look at at Makana's messages, it's the same exact sound as like when you watch a, a television show where there's like a serial killer on the loose and he keeps making calls to the hero of the show. Tell yes. you like you'll never catch me. It sounds exactly like that. Yeah, it, it creeps you out. It's not a like it doesn't make for a good start to the day to listen to it. Here's Andrew. This is a question for Ted. Ted, why don't you ever at the camp meetings? I feel like you could use some joy. <laughs> it's true. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've been in a deep depression for about the last twenty four months. Can't seem to claw my way out. But, but I, I Ted- believe there's a light at the end of the tunnel. No, Ted sends his wife. She gets it, and she takes it back home for him. That's right. I get it via French kisses. <laughs> Gross. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, that's why you're leading that song with a sloppy wet kiss, huh? Ted <laughs> actually wrote that song. Sure did. <laughs> why, why is it that when churches do that song and they get to that part, they sing it louder? You ever notice like it's like in your face? Yeah, it's I'm like gonna a, sing it. 
it's like a rebellious worship leader who's probably already heard that his pastor doesn't care for that song and he's like it's true doing his own thing and they'll be, they'll go like this they'll go like when heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss <laughs> why are you doing that I'm hey, fine. Honey. hey honey i'm throwing on my ripped jeans my tunic tee my dog tag necklace and my traveler's hat, and I'm doing that song the pastor doesn't like, and I'm doing it with all my might. <laughs> Cecilia. Hey, I uh, just wanted to say hi. I'm standing in the line here in the Rio Grande Valley to go see President Trump. Um, uh, I'm going to stand up for you, Pre- uh, Pastor Rodney, and, and ask Hannity what his problem is. <laughs> well, what's, it, what's the deal with Hannity? What do you is mean? It, is is it because Hannity threw you under the bus last year? He did something recently. He's like against. No, no, us. no. Hannity said that I was a grandstanding preacher when I got arrested. Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah. So I mean, you know, which, whatever. The nurse spins on. If ever, if ever, anybody spun anything, he spun it. Right. I, Irish bastard. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like Sebastian Gorka, who's the hey. South African Hungarian. So, How much is the Turk paying you to set up my father, Captain? Hey, so Sebastian Gorka, following me on Twitter, I'm following him. I'm talking to him, he's talking to me. So I send him the Rockefeller document of Lockstep. I send him the actual document from Rockefeller Foundation. He sends me back a tinfoil hat. And says the top of believing conspiracy theories and blocks me. I remember that. What? Who, who blocked uh, you? Sebastian Gorka. So that I realized oh. he was an operative. I realized Seba, Seba is, a, is, a, is an opportunist conservative operative and is part of the system. And, and because why would he block me when I never sent him a conspiracy theory? I sent him the document from the Rockefeller Foundation. I never drew up the document. It's on their website. Right. Let, let, let me tell you, after the fact, there's a lot of people. People just outright lie. It's it's amazing how many people, like, deceive themselves. Because you hear people all the time, like, this church never closed. And then if you, like, scroll back, <laughs> anytime I see somebody write that, I, I go back to whatever they tweeted the week of March 18th. There was a guy saying how like churches should never close. We need to meet in person. I just retweeted back to him his own tweet from March of last year that sometimes we need to like stay home. And so after the fact, I'm sure I was actually thinking of this stuff, Rodney. How yeah, like, yeah. Probably during the Revolutionary War, there were tons of people that didn't fight, you know. And then after the British were beat, they're like, "Yeah, we beat them." And I feel like that's what it's like now. There's like all these people that closed down and stuff that didn't realize this was a ploy for over a year. But then now, now they want to jump in on it like they were in it the whole time. Unfortunately, it's not 1840. We can like scroll back on your Facebook and see what you did. You did like a week series on on how the church is just a building and it doesn't you can actually worship God better at home. Sometimes the best evangelization is cooperation, you know, (laughs) So, like, you know, and again, if you made a mistake, 
apologize. You know, you can repent, up to it. but but don't pretend like you were uh, Mel Gibson in the Patriot <laughs> for the last for the last fifteen months when you weren't. It's true, Cecilia. Didn't he say that uh, Pastor Rodney was grandstanding when he got arrested? He did. Yeah. Yeah, and he needs the answer for it. So you should confront him. Tell him, tell him I actually like him, and I have no extra grind with him, but you can't throw me under the bus. You should meet him. You should meet him by the water troughs at high noon. No, man. I'm, I'm, we're fighting the same enemy. We're not against each other. How Why much is the Turk paying you the bus? Exactly. So are you fighting the same enemy? Because... That you know, for somebody like Sean Hannity, it, you know, you've reported on this stuff for years about what they're trying, what the liberals are trying to do. Then they make their big move, and you start trashing people that won't play along. Sounds like a real character to me. Yeah, the no spin zone. Uh, a- yeah, it depends on who's spinning. You know. Here's uh, Uncle Terry. On a serious note, I was preaching on Sunday out of Exodus when the children of Israel left with the wealth of Egypt. And when I read one more plague out of the text, uh, the Spirit of God quickened that to me. I've been prophesying since the beginning of January that something is going to happen in July. And I believe that there is going to be arise again in America of some things very strong and uh, what the Holy Spirit said though is that this was gonna work totally against the spirit of Pharaoh this time and that there's gonna be a surge of revival in the Holy Spirit on the back heels of this thing That's yeah you you're right Terry let me say this there is major events planned for July. And um, I've been warning everybody as well about the month of July. But I believe it's going to backfire on, on them. Whatever they try will totally backfire. So that's what I've been saying. Amen. Canada. So my denomination is Church of God. And... Um, our state bishops basically told us that we had to shut down. We're set up sort of like the Methodists, which means they uh, own yeah, your property church. and you just pastor. You're, you're given the opportunity to pastor one of their churches. But we weren't given the option of staying open. We were told you shut down or we're not going to back you. It's it's unreal how the denominations like AG, Church of God, Assemblies of God, just rolled over and really didn't back the ministers during the lockdown. No, no you, he, he's right, right, but let me tell you, you're not Church of God. I can hear it in your voice. If you were Church of God, you'd have come on and said, praise God. Well, let me tell you something right now. Amen. Hallelujah. I guarantee, I guarantee you the Church of God would have fought the lockdown if, if they had shut down Golden Corral. <laughs> um, you open this golden crowd back up we'll not be without our diabetes it is amazing to me 
what he said, that anybody that, that challenged this had to do it by themselves. You know, the Assemblies of God has an entire legal department paid for, paid for by your dues slash tithes that, that you have to pay to the, the district and, and general counsel. So why, why did individual pastors have to hire lawyers? You know, isn't the whole reason you're in a denomination that it's like a union with electricians, you know, it's a union so that you're not, you're never targeted by yourself and there's strength in numbers. And then when it actually came time to fight, <laughs> it was every man for himself. Yeah, it's absolutely freaking ridiculous. You know, and the Assemblies of God sent that message out, you know, it's like the general superintendent and like, um, like uh, that hammer guy sitting next to him and like a video went out to all the pastors about like what it might be more wise to do in this time and all that. Richard Hammer. Did you have to read his boring book in Bible college? Pastor Me? No. Because it wasn't an uh, Assemblies of God Bible school. Yeah, but it, it's a textbook because it's about like, you know, not getting in legal trouble. No, I had uh, I had Craig Higgins' class on personal finance. Secret number one: have plenty of money. It's good advice, Cecilia. Even to to attend this thing, they're asking us to uh, take a COVID test and um, before you get to go to the town hall. Yeah, you're in, you're in the Rio Grande Valley. They're they're, they're not letting up on it. I'll tell you what I can't understand it. I'm not interested in confronting individual people. I'm just enjoying time with my family. But when I see a family where the mom and dad don't have a mask on and the kids do, that 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 makes my blood pressure go up. I don't That's understand. That's like the height of lunacy. Yeah, like I want you to explain what's what you're doing. Like what's your thought process on that? Yeah, because didn't they? I mean, like kids are like the least susceptible to COVID of anyone. Yes, under three hundred deaths with or of COVID uh, during the entire thing of children. You know, it, it represented like point point three percent or point oh three percent. Did that? Did that include comorbidity deaths? Yeah, it included all of them. You know, oh, with geez. or of COVID, and it, it's it's probably like none. If you take out people that, that the main cause was something else, there's no reason to mask up kids. Here's and the Roger. parents are without. Here's Roger. Hey, Pastor Rodney, Jonathan, and Ted. Just want to say enjoy you guys. Enjoy this podcast. This is Roger from South Carolina. Here's Scott. Love you. Roger. Our pastor is uh, Assembly of God Presbyter for the area we live in, and he actually advised or, or said that it was okay if you guys want to stay open to the to the pastors under him. And he was actually the only pastor that stayed open. All the other pastors closed their churches. Yeah, well, the Assemblies of God is drastically different from the Church of God, like, like that guy said. You know, in the Church of God, the church is not sovereign. The church is owned by the Church of God, and they, they can boot you out anytime they want. So you have to do what you're told. The Assemblies of God, on paper, is a fellowship. So you're a sovereign church that owns your own property that has decided to, to be in the fellowship of the Assemblies of God. Now, in recent years, through, through their fi church finance plan, what they do is they want you, when you start a church, to do the loan through them. 
And then they use that as the loan holder as a way to kick you out if they don't like what, what you're doing because they, they hold the right the, uh, title on your church. But, uh, you know, that's why the Assemblies of God is so radically different because you could go to an Assemblies of God church that's basically a reformed church. They teach Calvinist doctrine. They think Rodney Howard Brown's of the devil. And then you could mm-hmm. go to another Assemblies of God church that has Rodney Howard Brown in, as a speaker. Or we'll have Kenneth Copeland in, or or or, or, or would have Kenneth right. Hagen in when he was alive, you know. And then other people that teach the word of faith is is heresy, and it's all the same denomination because the pastor can do whatever he wants. Just like when the presbyter called my grandfather one time because somebody had filed a complaint against him and said he was going to come to the church and hold a public meeting to discuss yeah. to discuss what he was accused of. My grandfather replied, "If you come driving over this hill in your shiny district car." I'll send you back in a dull gray box and hung the phone up. <laughs> That's right. And the, and, the, and the guy couldn't do anything because the church is sovereign. He actually, as the presbyter, even though it's an Assemblies of God church, the, the Assemblies of God presbyter would be trespassing on the property if he wasn't allowed there by the pastor. And my That's grandfather right. knew that. Here's Canada. By the way, Jonathan, when we ticked off Mark Rutland on that Twitter post... <laughs> Mark Rutland is like Church of God background, just to let you know. I kind of feel like he was a part of that whole thing with the denominations pushing those churches to shut down. Here's uh, Uncle Terry. As I was just talking, my daughter, who was getting ready to deliver a baby, just called me and said that no family member would be able to visit as of the beginning of July because of a variant strain. So there's confirmation of, to me anyway, that they're already starting. They're gonna start to increase restrictions again of different kinds in July, and they're also going to start pushing this variant real heavy. Well, if it's that Delta variant, that's what the CDC already said this morning, that that it will not affect people that are vaccinated. So they're, they're going to have like a hard time unless they come up with a new variant. Well, well, but I that's read, why I'll never fly Delta again. <laughs> well, I, I read this, that they're going to try to shift the... They're going to try to get people to start hating people who aren't vaccinated. So like when they say that Delta variant won't affect people who have been vaccinated, it, you know, they're going to try to make it where that half of the population wants to kill the other half of the population. But how would you know? Exactly. Well, let me ask you this, uh, Pastor Rodney, because I agree with with what my uncle said. You know, you can already see it. Obviously, if they could they would be doing rolling full lockdowns in America, just like they're doing in England and uh, South Africa. But, but we, we didn't comply. So the way it's set up now, like they are definitely going to do that. It, but it, like what's happening in the hospital where now he can't, he can't go see his daughter give birth. No, but, let, me, let me say this. Okay, so during COVID, and I'm talking about last March, April, May, Many congregation members went in to have a baby, and we fought with a lawyer the moment they arrived. What happened was the hospital gave them their own room, 
put a big warning sign on the outside of the room that the room was contaminated and all the nurses stayed away and the people were able to deliver their baby and come out. And we fought that. I helped every congregation member fight never to be separated from husband and wife, never be separated from their baby. So there are legal things that you can do that everybody's going to have to find their rights and sue, sue and sue and sue. I mean, file this suit against them, place a lien on the guy's house, find it. And this is a war. And you, we, you cannot give an inch. You cannot give an inch. There's no compromise on this. So as far as your daughter's concerned, you have to notify a hospital. My daughter's coming in to have a baby. Her husband will be with her and you will not stop her. You can get an attorney. And if you need an attorney, I have one yet. Our constitutional attorney, Chris Ann Hall, and I'm, I, we fund her, we help her. And so we'll do all this for nothing. You just contact our ministry, say we need help. And that's what we're doing. Um, so uh, that's all bogus stuff that they said you will not be allowed to. I'm sorry. You tell the hospital, my attorney is going to be calling you now. Those people will bow and they will acquiesce. And that's all I can say about that. Here's here. And I, I believe, see, here's the thing. Like the Biden administration putting in those those new restrictions, which then hospitals can do it. But you can't the way America's drawn up. They're going to have major problems. First of all, they never were able to really do the first lockdown. You know, people were having church within within a month or two months at the latest. Most places were open Easter. I'd say most full gospel churches were open on Easter. And if not Easter, by Pentecost Sunday, which was the end of May. That was like the open update for most places. So you think about it, even in the height when people were afraid, America... They were only able to truly lock it down for about two months. And um, now, not only have they failed, but states like Pennsylvania, where I live, they passed a law that the government, the governor doesn't have emergency powers anymore. Florida made it illegal to ever have a mask mandate. Texas is doing the same thing. There's a ton of states. And I'm just saying this because when you when you hear not like what my uncle said, because they're obviously there's no arguing with what he said. They're already you can already tell they're they're using this Delta variant thing to push. But two things. One, unlike other countries like England can just say we're doing this. The United States is basically like 50 countries in one country. Yeah. So if I was in California, you have a reason to be nervous if you're in Hawaii or Oregon or Washington, because they'll comply. But then if you're in the other states where they figured it out and they actually not they passed laws, you know, legislatures passed laws that the government, the governor cannot cannot unilaterally have have uh, extended emergency powers. They, they're going to have a, a tough time doing that. Now, the other thing that, you know, like I was looking at this one church that's about two and a half hours from where I live. They shut back down in May of this year. Because of a spike in cases. So there are some people <laughs> that are just going to like do what they're told. They don't question anything that they, they, I mean, I think there's some pastors and Christians that you could just show up and say, Hey, government said you have to turn over your house and all your personal property. And they'd be like, okay, like, 
I don't, I don't see why I should have to, but you know, they do it. They'll do whatever they're told. So people will listen, but legally you actually have more ground, way more ground to stand on now than you did when the pandemic first hit, when they, when they try to do restrictions because the Supreme court, you know, think about this when it hit the first time, there were no Supreme court rulings on any of this stuff. Now you don't even have to take it to the Supreme court. It's already been ruled. Five, four, six, three, seven, two, that you can't do gathering restrictions, uh, you, all that stuff. So if they, you know, they, they failed pushing it the first time, they'd have a, a rougher time doing it the, the second time, which I believe they'll do anyway, because they're stupid. You but know? again, when you made this statement before, how would anyone know if you're trying to like make the population half and half and hate each other, how would anyone? And and that was the big failure. They they needed they needed to do a vaccine passport like they wanted. They needed to have people wearing a bracelet to prove they're vaccinated. But they mm-hmm. didn't. They didn't because in America they can't legally do that. Now on planes you can make people wear anything that's federally controlled. You can do what you want. But it's done. I'm in Las Vegas right now which is a blue city in a blue state that had, you know, that governor Sisolak, he was one of the worst people that, that want to let churches meet and all that. And I'm telling you, when you go through the hotel, there's not too many people with masks on and people aren't going back. Like you, you blew it. So what, what uncle Terry said, I, I believe that. I believe that like they are going to make a push. And I, and I don't, I think it could extend even past, the virus and all that they could do like who knows well yeah it's 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 a false flag to either collapse the financial system where the banks uh the dollars worth nothing there's a big thing financially uh also to do with the internet where everything crashes where everything shuts down everything goes that's what they're planning but we also vulnerable on many fronts. I mean, we got Russian, the Russian biggest military, Russian naval operation taking place right, right now around the Hawaiian Islands, and China, China's out there rattling sabers with their with their navy. I mean, we are actually at a very vulnerable point where we could have actually have a Russian invasion on Hawaii uh, take place right in July. Wow. If you pull it up, the media have been quiet about it, but Hawaii is surrounded by Russian Navy ships, aircraft carriers, submarines, right as we speak. Well, you know, I've been on vacation for a little over a week now, and that's actually why I took it now. I felt like there is almost like we're getting a little breather in the summer, like right now. And then I and then, you know, time to like go back to war. And for anybody with a purple crew cut, that's gender confused that's listening in on this to see if they're going to censor me. I don't mean like a literal war. I mean, like go back to preaching. I was using it. They have things in the English language called analogies. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, sometimes I'll use this, but uh, I, I feel it. You can feel it coming because you can tell there's like an anger in, in the globalists that they failed on this thing. You know, they, they, they screwed it with America. Because but I America- have news for you. They're going to fail again. Oh, yeah. They will fail whatever they are planning. You can mark this down. We'll fail. Yeah. We'll fail. I have. Go ahead. No. 
That's I all I have to say. It's nothing to add. I, I'm actually surprised that no one's attacked us from the outside. Because when you watch Joe Biden do a press conference, it makes you feel like invading America as like like getting a few of your buddies together and trying to overthrow it. You know, <laughs> just seeing how weak he is. So I can't imagine if you're if you have an actual military. If you have an actual brain. You know, Zimbabwe if you were, could, hey, Zimbabwe could invade us right now. Oh yeah, and then and then our military is just concentrating on being woke. <laughs> yeah, everybody's worried about their pink panties. All you'd have to do is send in all minority troops to invade us, and then out of political correctness, no one would shoot. Because yeah. <laughs> of the optics. That's true. Did you see? Did you see that a man won uh, Miss Las Vegas? Come on, no. Miss Nevada. A man. A man just won Miss Nevada. What? Did you see that? No, no. I saw the headline, and I was involved in the voting, and I guess I got I got caught up in the moment. <laughs> it, it felt right in the room, but then now that I've stepped back, I realize I voted for the wrong. It was a mistake. Wrong. Yeah. Here's Natalia. Hey, when you see families where the parents are not wearing a mask and the children are, that means uh, the parents have been vaccinated and the children are continue to be wearing masks. And it's also like a signal of we've been vaccinated. Wow. I just when I don't you feel, Pastor Rodney, like if you were an enemy of the United States, if you were ever going to attack us, it's now. I mean, it's got to be the weakest the country's ever been. So I'm actually, I'm actually surprised nothing's taken place yet. Yeah, well, we we got we got to pray, you know, because American people, the media will lie, and everything will be covered up too. I mean, we'll be invaded, and they'll be lying about it. Oh, yeah, lie, and the way our media is, they would make you feel guilty for like. Resisting. It's like after all the atrocities America has committed, you kind of have this coming. Don't you feel like, though, that this would be like the number one time probably since the 1700s that America's the, the Americans would be like ready with militias more than ever because they're ticked off? Um, it depends what part of America, you know, I'm, I'm thinking specifically uh, the middle of like Vermont. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm kidding. But but yeah, there you know, it's it's two very different Yeah, yeah, no, it'll be led by Bernie Sanders. Yeah. With his mitten with his mittens. <laughs> Vermont is an odd state because they're liberal and then it's it's weird. They're like very conservative on some things and then hyper liberal on others. They were the first New England state to get rid of mass mandates. Wow. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And but everybody has a gun in Vermont. That's right. It, and they have very, very strict gun laws about you being able to own them and carry them, unlike the rest of New England. But then they're, then they're socialist. It's, it's an odd state. Always has been. Even if you study the Great Awakenings, that was like the only state that never got touched. Weird. Founded by those mountain men, the Green Mountain. Who, what was that guy's name? Uh, it's also a furniture company. Ethan. Is it Ethan Allen? Ethan Allen. And the mountain boys. So it was like founded by rebels. And it, it still is that. Mackenzie. 
So I just like to play the devil's advocate and I'm wondering if there would be like a high enough mortality rate in a virus that would break out like a more serious sickness where you guys would be like, okay, um, now it's wisdom to close the churches. Obviously, I think that the lockdowns were, you know, dumb um, and a complete power grab. But I'm just wondering if you guys thought like, oh, if the mortality rate was like, 20 percent would it still be would it be wisdom then to lock down churches no we'll never close we'll never ever close ever ever i don't care people are dying dying in the streets we will never close we are in a central service we're there to be with people and pray for them and be with families and love on them and we'll never close i don't care if, if people are dropping dead like flies around us we will never ever i repeat ever close totally totally agree and and it's an expected thing you know i would love to hear what pastors would have to say that shut down about when jesus said when jesus said before he returns there'll be plague plural which plague is old english for incurable sickness and disease communicable so you knew it was coming anybody that was surprised by this doesn't study the bible so if, you, if and he didn't say a plague would come, he said plagues. Plagues. So whatever course of action you took last, that's what we said last March. Whatever course of action you take right now for COVID, that's going to be your end time course of action. So what yeah. are you going to do? You're going to shut your church down every time they release a virus out of a lab. That's all they have to do to shut the church down. Not and to then, mention, th- think about this, Jesus. When 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 lepers approached him illegally. Because they were breaking the law of Moses to do so and should have been killed. Jesus didn't rebuke them for breaking the law of Moses. He, he uh, had them approach him and, and he healed them. That's the biblical pattern. You know, it's like, I don't understand uh, how people don't see that. Like, it was a death sentence to leave the, the leper colony and come back into society without being okayed by the high priest. And Jesus, you know, like, well, you know, Jesus would never have done this. Like, Jesus didn't report them, you moron. That's like, I, I hear people that like, I'm not talking to Mackenzie, I, I know Mackenzie and love her. I'm talking to like the people that take that stance, like, what would Jesus do? Like, Jesus allowed them to break the law of Moses and then healed them. That's right. Yeah, you would have to have some type of Bible pattern of like Christ and Christ canceled his trip to Capernaum because of leprosy was very high then. Right. What happened to healing? Here's my question. Like, and I know Mackenzie, she prefaced everything with I'm playing devil's advocate. But what 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 is your answer about healing the sick, about Jesus's command to heal the sick? Mm -hmm. You know. You're trying to avoid sickness when Jesus told you to to seek it out and heal it. Right. How come, let me ask you this. The Hong Kong flu and the Asian flu in the 50s and 60s had a higher mortality rate than COVID. Why, what about tuberculosis? What about polio that, that was spread by the polio virus? How come the how come the 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 older ministers like Kenneth Hagan, Jack Coe, A. A. Allen, they never canceled tent meetings. They had polio night, right? You know, Amy Simple McPherson 
has a three-week meeting in Tulsa during the Spanish flu to pray for people that have the Spanish flu and pack the auditorium. So why was it that way all the way up until now? And then now all of a sudden people feel we're to take a different course of action for the first time in Christian history. So you have to ask yourself, was everyone, including Jesus, wrong up until now? And then now we have a wiser group of Christians or was everyone right up until now? And now we have a ballless group of Christians. Right. Summer. Aren't they um, trying to um, incorporate a second lockdown in Australia? They've already they already locked down some of it. Oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. Because of like, see, here's the thing: everybody loved criticizing America in the beginning of the pandemic, like how poorly we handled it. But like, but now that was a thing Scott Adams tweeted. He said, um, "This is why you wait till the end of something to judge to judge how how people did, because you know last year it's like, wow, look at America." The, but then now, these places that are shooting to have zero COVID, they have snap lockdowns. I mean, can you imagine running a business and your business can be closed any night? I mean, they don't give them a weak warning. It's like all businesses are closed as of tonight. So then you lose all your food. You know, you're going to be closed for at least a week. You lose all your food that you have because you can't refrigerate restaurant food for over a week. You have to buy all new food to, st- to start up. You lose all that business for, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Totally ridiculous. Here's, here's, uh, Scott. I heard there was a hospital in Texas that required their employees to get the vaccination. Otherwise they lose their job. I I don't understand how that's even possible. Well, they sued. I haven't heard how the lawsuit, I know one of them, when the people, when the nurses all banded together to sue, they changed the requirement, and then I heard there was another hospital that instituted it. So, you know, freedom is something that you were given because people fought for it. And then it right. has to be re-fought for in every generation. It, it can be lost in one generation, and, and that's what you have to do. You sue and fight. Alex. That's right. Hey, guys. Alex and... Uh, Jeanette, how you guys doing? We love you. Um, I don't know if you followed that Supreme Court case with Che on out here in California. You know, we're here now and uh, it's, it's pretty crazy here. But basically that Supreme Court case that Che on uh, took there because he sued Governor Newsom, they ruled in his favor. Um, and basically now in California, they cannot make a law that closes the church if Walmart's open. It went to the Supreme Court. So he went against them, and I guess it went all the way up to Supreme Court. So it was one pastor down in the L.A. area in California who stood against it, and it went from local government or state government all the way up to the Supreme Court, which now states that in California they could never again uh, put any preference-type regulations on California churches over any other institution or store. That's right, yeah. Yeah, unless, unless you close everything down. And that's the thing. The the harsher a place got hit, the more of a backlash there was, which is good. And I know this sounds cruel to people that are listening from other countries with me being in America. But some places actually need to feel more pain because you're too asleep. You know, I, I'd like to hear what, what pastors had to say about Pastor Rodney last year or, or any any pastor that stayed open. You know, in March or April. Oh, you, you know, that's him. You know, he, 
I heard there were all kinds of pastors with national ministries that said there's these, yeah. there's these conspiracy theorists telling you that you're going to have to get a vaccine. And if you don't get a vaccine, you won't be able to buy or sell. And I'm telling you, if you want to listen to that kind of stuff, I have a tinfoil hat, and a, you know, and then now it all came to pass. So I feel like England, Austria, I feel like the more a place has embraced socialism and their church leaders are asleep, the more they need to have the screws put to them to wake them up. That's why these other countries, it's taken a year for, for you to start fighting. I have a question. How do you go last year from saying we should comply and listen to the government to now you're going to sue the, gov- the government? What changed? The Bible didn't change. Right. So wh- why did you change? You changed because it took you a year plus to wake up. You were stupid in the beginning, and now you've wisened up because you had to feel more pain. Yeah. So it's necessary. And that's why it seems like it's always uh, after times of crisis, you know, where people finally uh, revival hits places. It's like it it takes the sadly it shouldn't have to, but it like takes the crisis to make people desperate for like the, the help of God again. That's right. Preston. Hey, Pastor Rodney. So when you say ever, do you mean ever or ever? I mean, never. Yeah. The, you, when he says those plans won't, won't prevail, the church is in charge while the church is on earth. So the only way the church can get run over is if they lay down and allow themselves to get run over. That's the reason we believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, first and foremost, is because the church has dominion over the devil and the people who work for the devil. So it takes the removal of the church from the earth before these plans can prevail. So they will always fail. And as much as, as, much as you get discouraged about how few pastors stood up in America, think of this. It only took one pastor in each state to stand up to, to roll the whole state back. Think of that. Mm-hmm. Here's uh, Bethany. My sister actually works at that hospital in Houston. It's called Houston Methodist. And they did attempt to sue, and it didn't work. But my sister was able to get a religious exemption. So she still has her job, but she has to wear uh, two masks and a face shield. Jeez. Candace. Hey guys, it's Candace from Texas. I just want to say first off that we thank God for men like you that get out here and continue to preach the truth, preach the word, regardless of what this government and, and all of these crazy people you know, want us to think or believe. You guys get on here and you guys average no less than 100 listeners. So there's definitely a hunger and a want for the truth. And so I pray that God continue to bless you God continue to use you guys. And there is a sense of something is coming. And as a Christian that is on fire and anointed, the fire within my belly is just so prominent that you know that something's coming and we're ready for it. Well, thank you. Think of this. Jesus said it'll be like a woman's birth pains in this time. It'll be very difficult times. Paul said in Second. Timothy chapter three. So it's not, you know, like, like what my uncle prophesied, there's no question. And that's why even with this little reprieve we've had, 
I see it as a, it's like there we beat it, and now 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 I can live till I'm 85 unchallenged. You know, it's going to be one wave after another, and Jesus told you how to come. It'll be natural disasters. It'll be wars. It'll be plagues. It'll be persecution. One wave af- after another. Right. Because it's, it's the devil's last vomit before he gets thrown in hell. Yeah, exactly right. <clears throat> but, but the church triumphant shall stand. That's and, right. And the Lord will fight our battles. We won't have to do anything. Obviously, we do the legal side. We're not looking to mass an army uh, to go and uh, take Viking horns and penetrate a capital. Um, but the church has to stand and preach the gospel, you know, so. For and sure. I, I will tell you, since he brought the capital, as I said last October, America would be more free if Biden got elected than if Trump got back in. Because not because of Biden, and I'm not saying that as no, a pro Biden. Of course not. They don't have to push back against Trump. When, when Trump, when Trump got in, everybody went to sleep, you know, and just they thought he was going to do everything. And when Biden got in, everybody's fighting. I don't know what it is about Christians and conservatives that they can only like they only know how to function if they're being pressed. They don't know how to put their foot on the gas when they have the, the lead, you know? Right. <clears throat> That's sad. Uncle Terry. Yeah, I can't get past Exodus 11.1. 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, yet I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. And afterwards, he will let you go. When he lets you go from here, he will thrust you out altogether. And uh, I'm just telling you, things are getting ready to whirl in July. And uh, it's the time of the greatest wealth transfer on earth after the biggest heist that's ever taken place. And the word there is that, that, that the world will thrust us out, drive you out from possession. It's actually a word used in the Middle East that means uh, divorce you like a woman. That's Continue. So in finishing, I believe that two things are happening simultaneously. Because people don't know why God hardened Pharaoh's heart, but he did it so that he would break a covenant that it continued for four centuries, but the greatest wealth transfer the church has ever seen is here. Amen. Final thought, Pastor Rod? Um, no, I, I look, I agree with what your uncle's saying. I mean, but all, all of this is to reposition the church, and the church is going to be glorious, and it's the greatest wealth transfer. I mean, we've been teaching on the on the transference of the heaps, and so uh, you t- well the heaps, the laying the foundation, the heaps, March, April, May, June, which we close out tonight. I'm going to finish up uh, at the church on the close out of June, which is the fourth month of the heaps. The fifth month is July, which is the laying the foundation of the heaps, and then after the foundation comes the house. So. That means it's, it's the release of these finances for the funding of the end time harvest. And uh, so I agree 100%. So there has to be the shaking, that whole, 
thing in Haggai, you know, yet once more I shake the heaven to earth to see the dry land, and I shake all nations, the desire of all nations will come in, and I fold the house with splendor, the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former house. He said, the silver is mine, the gold is mine. So this is coming to the glorious church. It's not coming to a weak, defeated church, one foot in the world, one foot in the kingdom, compromising. This is coming to radical, on-fire believers that love Jesus. They love not their own lives, even unto death. They've laid their life on the altar, and they don't care. They're not worried about other people's opinions. They're not looking for fame or fortune, but yet God blesses them excessively. They don't apologize for the excessive blessing that's upon their life. Uh, they, they are about their father's business. They're not there to give an explanation to anybody who comes along from a, a flyby or drive-by. Why are you doing this? None of your business. But um, And that's why we have a whole group of people that are totally focused on souls and the harvest and and Bible schools and uh, mobilizing people and uh, taking the workplace and launching companies, businesses, and, and, and raising up, we're raising up 300 multi-millionaires to fund the harvest. And so, you know, people say, well, I don't believe in what you, I don't care what you believe. Hey, I'm not, what do I give a rip? What do you think? I know exactly what the mandate is and we're not going to violate we're not going to move one inch to the left or to the right. We're going for it. People either get in, get out, or get run over. And, um, uh, you know, so uh, to to put a nice one line, I think John Gossett came up with this. I'm sold on being bold, you know, whatever. But um, that sounds good. I'm sold on being bold. But you can't really stop it. It's not something you convince yourself for. It's just a fire that shut up in your bones. So, you know. Teddy, Teddy. Yeah, I just feel like that uh, every every person, every individual Christian is responsible, you know, for their own fire. Like I, I, it always bothers me when there's like groups of people, they're like waiting on somebody to like put them in position for like the blessing of God. Like I, that, that, that's one of the number one annoyances I have. It's like, you're responsible to stay ready, stay on fire, stay hungry, like build your own hunger. It's like the thing that you see in the natural realm with people walking around zombified, you see it in the church, in the spiritual realm. And it's annoying to see people that like everything's happening around them. Everything's happening in the world. And you've got Christians that are just like zo literal zombies. And they're just, it's like, Eyes are shut. I can't understand it. You know, it's like still want to just uh, play games. I mean, like literally that's where people are at. And uh, it makes no sense to me. But obviously it's Bible prophecy being fulfilled. Hearts of many grow cold. People falling away from the faith. But what I've been having, even on our broadcast, people just declare is like, e yes, we know that. But I'm going to be those that. You know, I've been having people declare, I'll, I'll be the one that stays on fire. I'll never fall away. But I can't understand how all this stuff can be happening going on around the world. And and Christians just like are oblivious. They're just like oblivious to the fact that we're in the final moments of time. So maybe what you said is right. I mean, people need to, need to feel more uh, pressure. I mean, you can see that that the one of the most any anywhere in the world the most productive times of the church is when they're the most persecuted same same in the uh 
first 300 years of the church before the peace of the church was declared. So I think that's what the, what's going to happen with the remnant in the final moments of time. If uh, Pastor Rodney, if you could direct people to get to, to get one of your things or l- listen to something you have or whatever, wh- what would you like people to, to like someone that doesn't even know who you are? What would you like them to get of yours? Oh, I mean, my book called "Seeing Jesus as It Really Is." You know that that is that I'll just tell you who you know, who I am. Basically, that's what I've and That's what I baptized myself in. Not the religious Jesus, but the one that actually walked the shores of Galilee, that opened the eyes of the blind, that was not accepted by the world around about him. And that if he came today, would be shut down, would be thrown in prison, would be crucified again by the same religious people that are shutting their church down. So, um, yeah, seeing Jesus really is. But you can go to my website, revival.com. Don't Google me, please. I mean, I, I've, I've been trashed since the 90s. Like, even my Wikipedia thing is like total fabrication garbage. So um, that's not how you're going to find out about me. And, you know, tune in. Tune in at night. Uh, Rodney Abram, uh YouTube. Um, tonight I'll be live, 7 o'clock. Uh, part three, a uh, message called, This is Our Finest Hour. And, uh, you know, come, come to the camp meeting, big camp meeting, fire camp meeting coming up the 25th of July through the 1st of August. And then we got Youth Week and Kids Week, the 2nd through the 6th, under the new River Pavilion, which is state of the art. Oh, Teddy, wait till you see the sound system I'm putting in there. I can't wait. Oh, no, it's next level. It's 360 surround sound. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, Brad was telling me. Yeah, it's going to be off the chain. So anyway, but uh, John, we love you. Teddy, we love you. Please give your dad my love. Tell him rocket under the tent there. And Terry, if you're still listening, we love you too. We love the Shuttlesworth clan. They're a pretty dangerous group of people, to be honest. You just have you what if you're listening today, please be careful about the shuttles bus. They're all they're all day they dangerous people. <laughs> Good advice. Teddy, where where would you uh where would you want what would you want people to get of yours? I would say uh especially now it's appropriate again is is the book Blood on the Door. And uh it's it's talking about the uh the covenant protection we have as believers that God has promised to protect us from, uh, evil things, you know, and I always, the pushback you always get is that, you know, Jesus, you know, what Jesus prophesied, but I'm not talking about persecution. I'm talking about sickness and disease. I'm talking about, uh, tragedies and accidents. I'm talking about those types of things, plagues, and it's more uh, appropriate than ever before. So, blood on the door which you can get on amazon you can get for your kindle apple books you can get it on our website anywhere in the world you're you're listening you can go to your amazon and your uh region and get it it's called blood on the door if you're listening on podcasts or stereo share the broadcast people it would do people good to hear this so it has a place you can copy the link share it if you're listening on podcast share the podcast on whatever social media platform you have and tag me in it and i'll help you out this was great love you guys hey, hey, a, hey, and also, hey wait wait support jonathan 
because he's got to feed himself and his daughter and his wife. You know, I mean, true. That's he's, true. he's living in a big life right now in Las Vegas. And uh, so please, I mean, support him. Yeah, and I do. Since since Pastor Rodney brought it up, I do have a residency in Las Vegas now. I'm performing every night at Harris, 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. Tickets are on Ticketmaster. <laughs> Love you guys. Hey, uh, John, you don't come to Las Vegas and talk to a man like Mo Green like that. <laughs> Teddy, you're my cousin, and I love you. Don't ever take sides against the family again. <laughs> love you guys. I love you. Love you. Uh, bye. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.